Hey guys, and welcome to the In This Skin podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Scott, and I'm so glad you tuned in. Each week on the show, I invite a guest to share where she is in the journey to being comfortable in her skin. And together, we hope to encourage and inspire you to be comfortable in your own skin. My simple hope for you is that something you hear in the next few minutes will encourage you to live confidently in the skin you wear. That's the goal of this show, to encourage you to be okay with being you. You're listening to episode 23, the final episode of season one of the In This Skin podcast, and we're going out on a high note. I am so excited for you to hear this episode. I have two guests today, and they are the co-hosts of the Mom Wants More podcast, Elena Dawson and Amber Salas. They are hilarious, inspiring, and just so fun to listen to, and they were even more fun to talk with. Before we get started, I just want to thank you so much for all of your support for the first season of the In The Skin podcast. You guys have been amazing. You have shared it with friends, you've left reviews and ratings, and you have sent so many kind messages. I'm so excited about where we're headed in the future with this podcast, and I just want to thank you guys for all of your support during the last few months. Okay, here we go. Here is the last episode of this season. Guys, I am so excited to have on the show today, Amber and Alana. We were just talking before we started recording um, about some things that we have in common from a past. We uh, actually met once and we're in the same vicinity, but we really didn't know each other at that point. And so now it's cool that we have reconnected virtually. I feel like that's the way I've connected with so many people in my life. Um, so ladies, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have y'all. Yay. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. Well, guys, we are um, we are just privileged to have these two ladies because they have such a powerful voice to speak into this whole topic of being comfortable in your skin, knowing who you are. Um, we're going to talk about some individual things with them and also what they're doing together with their podcast, which I think is amazing. And I'm going to push everybody to go listen to it if you don't already. But what I want to do to start with is just have each of you tell a little bit about yourselves, um, you know, kind of what your life looks like on a daily basis, what you're passionate about, your families, whatever you want the people to know. Um, Alana, let's start with you. Okay. Sounds good. Well, um, I'm Alana Dawson. I always tell people it's pronounced like Atlanta without the T's. It's a, my parents decided they wanted to give me the blessing of forever having a mispronounced and misspelled name, which I'm fine with by now. Yes. It's good. But um, I'm a, <laughs> military spouse, mama to two girls. Um, we currently live in Boise, just outside Boise, Idaho. Um, but we've lived all over seven different state, states in the past 16 years. So we've been, we've kind of been all over the place. A typical day looks like for me, I'm an early riser. I get up about 5.30. Um, a new thing I started is it was hard for me to wake up and get my day started. So I just decided I was going to do something that I wanted to do that excited me to get out of bed. So I started getting out of bed and I write first thing. Um, that's kind of where my journey began is I started a blog. Oh gosh, about six years ago now for military spouses and wrote there. And then that's kind of evolved. And then I do that for about an hour, get up my kiddos, get them out the door, come back home, do podcasting stuff, try to get a workout in. And then about 3.30, I hit the ground running and go pick up kids. We had to, I have a, one that's my 12-year-old daughter is a competitive swimmer. It's not something that I ever um, wanted to push her into or do myself, be a swim mom, but she loves it. And so I encourage that for her. And so we usually head to swim and we're back for dinner and bedtime. My husband actually does not currently live with us. He um, 
because he's in the military, he has is somewhere else stationed. So that's hard, but it's good. So um, let's see. I feel like I'm taking forever podcasting. I launched a podcast <laughs> about uh, a year ago um, with the intention of really kind of just encouraging moms exactly where they were in their life to really step into their purpose and their passion. Um, and I'm sure I'll kind of talk about where that came from later. So I won't go into that now. But and then. This uh, past spring, I got to interview Amber. She came on the podcast as a guest. We had a blast. And I said, hey, come on back and join me for summer. Would you be my summer co-host? And she graciously accepted. And we had so much fun that we didn't stop. She came on full time this fall. And we love what we do. And we love the women we get to talk to. And so just super blessed to to be able to to chat into a mic all day long. <laughs> There's nothing better than I love talking. Yeah, so to be able to talk for a living, right? There's nothing better. Yeah, now, exactly. Living in Hawaii. I'm thinking you were living in Hawaii when we met. So I have been, yeah, so we lived in Hawaii. It might have been. And then um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, we've been up and down both coasts. He's a, he's a Navy guy, so we kind of get to stay where the water is. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. That was a good little intro to you. And um, Amber, don't feel slighted. I was going in alphabetical order. Okay. That's oh, just like don't worry. Teacher in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no slighted at all. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Amber Salas. Um, I live in Oregon with my husband, Nate. We've been married coming up on 17 years. Um, we have two kiddos, same exact age as Alana's kids, actually, 12 and 9. I have a boy and a girl. Jackson and Bella. And um, gosh, I feel like any given day for me right now is going to look really different from the next day <laughs> because I'm currently in a season of juggling. I hate to say juggling, I balancing um, more different kinds of jobs than I ever have before. I'm, I'm a stay at home mom, but I'm also a work at home mom. Mm -hmm. So I've recently started trying out like themed work days because I was starting to feel a little bit discombobulated. Like I have all these things I'm trying to do, all these things I'm passionate about. You know, that's what we preach at our podcast is pursuing your passions in the middle of motherhood. And, but we, we don't pretend that that's easy or simple. It can get complicated. <laughs> so I kind of had this moment of like, man, am I just barking up too many trees? Like, Lord, do I need to set some of this down? And none of it really feels right to step away from. And so I'm just trying to focus on one thing at a time. So like right now, Mondays are our podcasting days. Oh my gosh, we have so much fun. Alana and I are talkers. I don't know. <laughs> you'll, you'll learn that real quick. Could get real dicey here. Um, and then Tuesdays are like my free writing days because I was like, man, blogging, that's a thing I used to do. I kind of, it fell by the wayside in this busy season. So picking that back up. Um, but I'm also a health and fitness coach. And so that takes a good chunk of my time. I'm like an online fitness coach. So I, I do like workout groups and I walk with people through that process. And that's usually what my Wednesdays are dedicated to and a little bit every day. But and then um, I'm also working on a book proposal. So <laughs> I'm kind of all over the place. In your spare time. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And I love the fact that you said none of it felt right to lay down because I think sometimes we convince ourselves that if we do have that many things going, one of them must be the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, until you hear a clear no, then I think the best thing to do is just continue in the path of yes, yes, these are things for me. And I have to make space for them. And I have to figure out how to make them all work until 
I hear from the Lord that this is not something he wants me to pursue. So love that. Yeah. Um, okay. So we just have to go here. You, Amber, might be the bravest person that I know because you put pictures of yourself in a bikini on the internet for the whole wide world. How in the world do you have the courage to do that? I'm so jealous. Listen, I, I, I no. Just, I'm going to tell you the honest truth. I'm going to tell you the truth right now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I have been on such a roller coaster ride when it comes to this area of my life, my health and fitness. It's something that I've always cared about. It's something that I've always struggled with. Um, and so I had a lot of years of yo-yo dieting and trying different things. And I, like about a year and a half ago, I really reached kind of like a low point where I had, was the heaviest I'd ever been in my life. I was just feeling kind of lost inside my own skin. And, you know, it's not about being a certain size or looking a certain way, but I knew that I wasn't showing up in the world in a way that felt like me anymore. And so I did this workout program and I signed up as a, as a coach just because it got me a discount on the products, you know, and I was like, I am not going to coach. That's awkward. You will never catch me doing that. Like I've got bigger fish to fry, <laughs> but then, you know, sure enough, a month into my first program, I just, it, it was like, it really did. I don't know if it was just the right thing at the right time or what, but it really clicked into place for me. And I was able to start changing my mindset around my health and fitness. And then my body started to change and I was getting crazy results. And so I just, and then people started asking me about it. What are you doing? You look good, this or that. And so then I was like, you know, I'm just that kind of a person anyways, where when I love something, I just talk about it. And so I decided to take the leap and start coaching. But I knew that part of that was going to be showing my results. And that is hard to do. I mean, like, can you put, can you be more vulnerable than like, here I am in a bikini and like, y'all, my before pictures were rough. (laughs) It is not like I was like, Oh, I need to lose five pounds. Like, no, I had like 50 pounds to lose. But I also knew the only reason why I decided to take the leap and go for it and try was because I saw other people sharing their journey in real time. And it made me feel like maybe I can do that too. And so really that's why I do it. I still have days where I'll post a picture and then drop my phone like it's a hot potato and run away so that I don't delete it. (laughs) I think that's so smart though. And I think it's something that we all do as writers. You know, we bear our souls. I mean, we might not be showing everybody our physical bodies, but when you bear anything um, that you're feeling, experiencing, going through, whatever, that is such a huge place of vulnerability. And so, um, I was talking to my daughter about this the other day that sometimes we have to be the ones who are willing to go first so Mm -hmm. that other people can follow and they can get the courage, um, you know, to kind of walk the path that we've walked. So whether it's with our bodies or our words, I think Mm -hmm. kind of the same truth um, exists. And so that makes me think about, um, Alana, when you were starting the podcast, what made you make the leap um, to go ahead and, and get started with it? Because that's a big undertaking. I mean, there's a lot involved in hosting a show, as you ladies know, um, and getting everything done. So what was it that made you say, yep, this is something I need to do? I'm going to back up just a little bit before I answer that question. So December of 2015, it's kind of, if you've ever heard me talk or go on to listen to me um, on any of our episodes, I'm really open about it and share a lot, but it's because it was a real defining moment in my own life is, um, I woke up one night in the middle of the night and was in extreme pain and I thought I was having a heart attack and my husband rushed me to the emergency room and it turns out I had a pulmonary embolism uh, or blood clot in my lungs. And so 
Um, I was that in the best shape of my life. I was at my lowest weight I'd ever been at since, you know, having kiddos and um, just realized that in literally a few moments, you know, my life could have been over. And then really what stemmed from that was um, a desire to just stop pushing off everything that I had been saying, hey, I'm going to I'll wait till um, my husband retires out of the military or I'm going to wait to do all these things that I had kind of been putting on the back burner. And, um, and it kind of catapulted me into this, not, not that I felt rushed or like I had to do something. I just knew that it was time. Mm -hmm. I really heard God telling me, okay, it's time this, you need to do this now. And so, um, fast forward a couple years and again, I just got that push that, okay, podcast is the way to do that. And I kind of been putting it off and I drug my feet. I took about eight months research, researching. I'm putting that in air quotes <laughs> because I had no, I took the courses. I did the research. I, you know, I had everything up and running. Um, I just hadn't hit record yet. And so finally one day I just thought, you know what, if not today, or if I did, it turns out I have a clotting disorder. And so I could have a embolism at any moment. We hope and pray that I don't. I'm on medication to help me with that. But um, I thought, well, if that was to happen again, would, you know, I would be so disappointed that I didn't, I wasn't obedient to the call that God put on my heart to step into this. And it was scary because, you know, Jenny, firsthand, like when you sit down to record and you hear your own voice. Oh, it's the worst. I, I sound like a hick. I'm like, where did this backcountry girl come from? I don't see it either. Yeah, and I love it. It's charming. I love it. It's southern. It is southern. It is distinctly southern. See, when I say y'all, I feel like a fraud. But when you say it, it sounds right. (laughs) It is authentic. There you go. I'll take that. I'll receive that. It was so, talk about vulnerability. Like, I felt that same way of like, that probably you did, Amber, when you you know, post a picture and throw your phone. And, you know, when we publish our words, like it felt like that, but I just knew, I, I just knew that I had to do it. And so I stepped into it and, um, it was hard, but it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. So worth it now being down the road, you know, a full year and seeing, um, seeing the results of that. Yeah. Um, And I think that's huge for anybody who is thinking about doing something where they do feel like I'm going to be exposed. I'm vulnerable. I'm not sure I have what it takes. I might fail, whatever. I think the most important thing is to just do it scared. You know, there's never going to come a point where you feel completely. It's like having kids. You're never going to be ready. And you just have to, at some point, make the leap. And I think that's true in any creative avenue that we pursue. Um, There comes a point where you just have to do it, Mm -hmm. even if you don't have all the knowledge, even if you don't have um, your wits about you, you just have to choose it. And um, so I'm curious because I know that when you create something like a podcast or a book or whatever, um, it feels like you're you're giving birth to a baby. So when you did that with your podcast, when you gave birth to your podcast, Alana, and then you had Amber on and you said, oh, wait, I think she could co-parent this with me. Was it just that natural, immediate, yes, I think she needs to do this? Or how did that process go for you mentally? Yeah, I think when I first thought about um, bringing her on, I was 
at a point where I knew we had a big move coming up and a lot of changes. And I knew, you know, I'd be um, solo parenting with my girls and my husband wasn't going to be around. And so I just knew in order to continue with the podcast, maybe I needed to bring in some support. And I didn't know what that looked like. Um, And so honestly, the ask to Amber uh, was kind of like, the first ask to be my summer co-host was kind of like, uh, I felt like I was asking her out like on a first date, you know, it was <laughs> yeah. kind of like, um, would you want to, could you, do you think it might be, uh, mm, is this weird? <laughs> <laughs> would you accept this rose like the yes! bachelor? <laughs> exactly. I felt like I was giving her a rose and, um, and then we, it just flowed so naturally and we just had so much fun that I, I love that you were said, you know, co-parent because I felt like, or co, you know, the dream and the idea of this podcast. And, um, we just had such a blast that it was an easy ask after that. Um, I knew that Amber would steward because I knew her dreams and her desires and her message and her audience. I knew she'd steward this dream really well with me. Um, And so it wasn't hard that second time. The first time it definitely was like, what if she says no? Like, what if I can't believe like that you were so brave. Here's what I love about Alana, because over on our podcast, we talk all the time about women cheering each other on and collaborating instead of competing. But like, she really does live that out. Um, but I feel like it was so brave of you to ask me because it's not like we were besties. Like we knew each other, but not super well. So it was like a bit of a gamble, but it was just kind of that thing of like, when you know, you know. <laughs> and yeah. so when she asked me, I was like, yeah, I don't really need to think about this. This is, It was perfect. T- I feel like it was just kind of the timing worked out on my end. I had been wanting to do a podcast for a while, but I was way too chicken to do it myself because technology is like the bane of my existence. You could ask Alana, she has to help me like with emails and things all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd had a few people ask me to do a podcast with them and it just never felt like the right fit. And then when it came, the opportunity with Alana came along, it was just like a no brainer. Like, yes, our message is aligned, our audience is aligned. And it's just sometimes things are more fun when you're in it together. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And I don't know that I have even said the name of y'all show yet. Um, It's the Mom Wants More podcast. And of course, it's geared towards moms. And um, I love how this is what you you say about it. It's to help women um, pursue their passion in the middle of their right now life. Mm -hmm. And I just think that is that's what we need. Because, um, Elena, you said something about this earlier. You know, if I wait till the perfect conditions, if I wait till, you know, my husband retires from the military, whatever, um, we put all these conditions. And if we wait, it'll never get done. And so... I'm just curious from your perspective, um, both of you as hosts of podcasts, when you talk to women, you talk to moms that you're trying to help pursue their passion, what would you say is the number one thing that holds them back from that? What is it that's preventing moms from pursuing their passions? Like a million things come to mind. Yeah. I think mom guilt is a huge one. I mean, there's a there's a lot of logistical barriers, maybe limited time or opportunity or money or resources or whatever. Those things are always, um, you know, going to be a concern in in different seasons of life. But in order to address those hurdles, I feel like first we have to get over the hurdle. A lot of moms struggle with 
feeling guilty. They feel like pursuing their passions or the things that make them come alive, that, that it's selfish or it's frivolous or that it doesn't really matter. And really that couldn't be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. What do you think though, Alana? Do you have any different answer? No, I, I a hundred percent agree with mom guilt. I also, I do think it's time. Mm-hmm. It, I think that for women, we're so used to moms, especially we're so used to just taking care of everybody else. We're so used to making sure that the laundry's done and dinner's going and kids are picked up. And whether you're a, you know, a work outside the home mom or work inside the home mom, your time is split in a million different ways. And I think that that's a big one is for women to say, and I I think it comes, the reason why we don't set aside that time is for the exact thing that Amber's talking about. We feel guilty for saying, no, I'm going to use this time where I could be doing X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to actually use it for something that I want to do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. But I think the irony is, when we as moms don't take time for the things that make us come alive for our creative pursuits or, you know, for, for going for a jog or whatever it is, we are not being the best moms that we could be. The irony is we think by pouring 100% of every minute of every day into our children, that that is what makes us an effective mom. And I'm here to tell you, if I take a one hour break, sometimes I come back and I'm a much better mom, you know, because oh, yeah. I've had time to decompress and, and all of that. And so how, how do moms get past that? You know, what are the types of things that y'all would encourage if there's a mom listening who was struggling going, I just can't, I just can't in this season of life. I'm too busy because it's too little. There's not enough time. What would you say to her? I would say start small. Start in those little tiny moments, um, whether it's, you know, when my girl, I had bad sleepers. I don't know about you guys, but neither of my girls were very good sleepers. And so the thought back then of waking up, if somebody told me, well, just get up before your kids, there was no way that was happening. And so, but you can find little moments elsewhere during nap time, if you have little ones or, um, you know, between dinner and bedtime, there's sometimes little pockets after bedtime. And I even think that Amber and I were just talking about this earlier. I think a lot of the time, if you look really carefully, you're probably already doing those things that light you up with your kids. You're probably already bringing them into that, you know, whether you really like to bake. And so your kids are baking alongside you or whether you like to paint so you're getting out the watercolors for them or not watercolors but you know what I'm talking about those little you know you color with water yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. so they're not like actually watercoloring but um I think when we kind of just actually pay attention Mm -hmm. I think that we'll find these little places of time where we can we can utilize them and step into that Mm -hmm. Amber yeah, I would, I just to piggyback on yes and amen to all of that, grabbing those little cracks of time when we can and just being intentional with them. But I also think a big part of it is, if this is going to sound really woo-woo, but like to, to come home to yourself, to like pay attention to what gets your attention, um, to make room for play, like there's clues hidden in our lives, I think, the things that we turn to when, you know, 
when there's no agenda and there's no goal and there's no audience and there's no pressure, the things that we turn to to unwind or to have fun or to relax, there's clues hidden there. But sometimes in motherhood, especially those early years of motherhood that can be kind of engulfing in like a bittersweet kind of a way, it's easy to feel like you've maybe lost pieces of yourself or they're forgotten on a shelf somewhere, or maybe they slipped out the back door and they aren't coming back. But really those pieces, they aren't gone. Like our art is always alive and well within us, but it needs a little cultivating and it needs a little stewarding and a little time and attention. And so I think, you know, if we can kind of stop and just kind of like remember what those things are that make us feel alive and kind of I know to say it again, it sounds wooey, but come home to ourselves, then it's easier to get more intentional about it because we recognize the value that it brings to our life. Yeah. And I think other people can notice that in us as well. Um, It makes me think my husband and I, we went on a date um, Saturday night and we were just sitting there talking and he said something that just like made me just start having diarrhea of the mouth. I mean, (laughs) I was just talking and talking and talking and he just looked at me and he said, you know what? That is what you're passionate about. Because sometimes I have that question, you know, what do I really need to be focusing on? Sometimes I feel like Mm -hmm. my attention is going in a thousand different directions. And he said, Jeannie, that is your passion right there. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's also important to pay attention to what other people notice that does make us come alive. You know, people that know us best, if you were to just ask them, what is it that she needs to be doing that sometimes she's not, you know, that she is kind of pushing to the wayside thinking she doesn't deserve it or isn't worthy of it. What are those things? And, and the people that love us can, can say that. Mm-hmm. They can bring it back up. Um, yeah, I love that. Pay attention to what gets your attention. It's really good. Yeah. So in this season of motherhood for both of you, um, your kids are roughly the same ages as mine. Mine are 12 and 13, so a little bit older. Um, what would you say are your insecurities as a mother, as a woman, um, you know, we're we're not the youngest moms anymore. When I go, you know, into an elementary school, I'm like, oh, you young whippersnappers. I'm not, not that young of a mom anymore. We're not the oldest moms. You know, we're, we're kind of in the middle age of motherhood. Um, so anyway, what, what are your insecurities right now? Because I, I don't want anybody listening to think, well, these two women, they have all the answers. You know, they oh, are perfect. Gosh. Because I know <laughs> because I listen to y'all. Y'all would say, no, that is not us. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean trying to be comfortable in your skin in this season, what's that look like? What are you struggling with? For me, a huge insecurity is just, it's sort of just like, I I have to constantly battle back this fear that I'm not getting it right. Like I'm not, that I'm going to miss my mark either as a mom, which obviously would be the most devastating thing, or in my creative work, like here I am, you know, I'm out there in the ring with like the mud and the sweat on my brow and I'm making the time and I'm pursuing my passions. And, um, it's funny. I don't know if, if you're into the Enneagram or if you've heard of it or what, but I'm an Enneagram for wing three. So four is like creative, romantic, wants to like see beauty in the world, find beauty. So I have that as like a, a very big part of who I am. I want to connect with people. I want to make art and put things out there but I'm also a wing three, which is like performer and achiever. And so I always put so much pressure on myself to like knock it out of the park and, and perform well. And so for me in this season of life, I'm just constantly battling an insecurity that like, I'm just getting it all wrong. Like, am I giving my kids their full attention, my full attention when they're home at three o'clock? Some days, yes. Some days, no, because it's really hard to shut off that other part of my brain. That's like, 
working on my book proposal or whatever earlier. <laughs> so for me, it's, yeah, it's just having to constantly kind of like reassess, check in with myself, check in with God, pivot when I need to. Sometimes that means saying yes more. Sometimes that means saying no more. Um, just kind of doing my best and forgetting the rest. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Oh, this is such a good question, Jenny. And it's a hard question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think my biggest insecurity is that that I'm not enough on the same lines as, as Amber and kind of in all components of my life that I'm not an, you know, a good enough mom, that I'm not a good enough wife that I'm not um, giving my all to podcasting or giving my all to whatever it is. Um, long ago, I decided that I want to do just a few things in this life and I want to do them really, really well. Like that's the cry of my heart. Um, and sometimes I think just that insecurity of like, well, you're not good enough to do all that. And it is, it's a battle. It's a, you know, it's making sure you have the right people in your life that can speak truth into you. It's making sure that, you know, for me, that I'm in God's word, that I'm prayed up, that I've got other people praying for me. Um, and also that I realize there's no such thing as good enough. You know, it's something we put on ourselves, each one of us. And so um, to realize that, like, I am enough. Um, And for me, my faith plays into a big part of that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm with you 100 percent. And I know for myself personally, I set these arbitrary standards of what good enough is. But then the standard changes. I feel like I'm meeting that, then subconsciously I have to raise the standard. Well, if I can achieve that, there has to be more. And so it's like I'm aiming at a target that's constantly moving. And that's, I think, where we're having the faith that I don't have to achieve anything that I'm already loved and I'm already worthy um, because of Christ. That, to me, is the only way that we can ever succeed at that whole, you know, needing to strive for our worth. Um, so yeah, I, I completely relate. Um, what would y'all say is an area of your life where you have seen yourself make progress with knowing who you are, being comfortable in your skin? Um, because we all still have struggles right now, but I think we can all also look and say, I am so not where I used to be. Um, things have changed, praise God. So what would you say are those things for y'all? For me, I mean, I can think of multiple ways. One of the ways is has been in my health and fitness journey over the last couple of years. I mean, obviously that's not like my main identifier, you know, who I am isn't wrapped up in how I look. And I don't think that we need to be a certain size or look a certain way, but I do know what it feels like to feel kind of lost inside your own skin and to feel, Mm -hmm. you know, I know what it feels like to feel good and I know what it feels like to not feel good. And so for me, that's been every bit as much a a mental and an emotional kind of work that I've had to do just as much as it has been physical. So that's one way for me. I feel like I've changed my mindset and my narrative around health and fitness a lot. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What about you, Alana? I feel like that's such a vain example, but... No, no, no. I don't think it's vain. Not at all. And that's one of the things that constantly comes up on this show is so many women don't want to give it the importance 
that it really takes up in their headspace. Like right. in our minds, it really is a huge thing for so many women, but we want to downplay it because we don't want people to know that we're struggling with it. Right. And I, I really understand like once you, once you get it, um, you know, what it takes to be healthy and, and well and all of that, um, it really, to me, is connected to every other part of my life. You know, mm-hmm. there have been times when I have struggled with my physical appearance. Like that is what's consuming my thoughts, even when I'm working on other things. Um, so I, I don't think it's fine at all. Yeah. 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 So that's definitely helped me feel a little bit more confident just in how I'm showing up in the world, showing up for myself, showing up to my creative work. I feel like a little bit braver, like I'm learning, you know what? That story I've been telling myself that I can't really do this or I'm a person who always quits or whatever. It's like, you know, that's not really true. And I can do hard things. And then that sort of fueled me in other areas to be a little bit braver and to like work a little harder. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. This is so I pointed at Amber earlier. You guys can't see us, but we're on video. <laughs> and I was like, you're up. <laughs> like, about this. <laughs> I threw under the bus. Um, she you know, I, is that how it goes? Yeah, she, yeah, she is used to it. Um, <laughs> you know, I think the one big area for me is this um, just really stepping into who God has called me to be. And for for a long, long time, I didn't think that I had a thing. We mm-hmm. talk about this a lot on the podcast too. Um, you know, that I, I didn't have a gifting or a calling or a purpose other than to be a mom and a wife. And that I was fine with that, but kind of always wanted something maybe a little more, hence the name of the podcast, Mom Wants More. Um, I wanted something else to serve with and to step into. And uh, I saw other women doing that and and wish that I could. And then I realized <clears throat> it was all the things that I discounted in my life that those were my gifts, you know, mm-hmm. because I can't, sometimes we can't read. It's what we were talking about earlier. We can't read our own labels. Right. Um, and so sometimes we need somebody to speak into us and help us. And so for a long time, you know, I'm a talker. I love that. I love, um, you know, fellowshipping with other women and helping them to see what their gift they're good at and what their giftings are. Um, and I kind of always just discounted that. And so I feel like I've made progress along those lines that no, this is who I am and that's okay. And God's going to use those things. And no, maybe I'm not, um, the most eloquent speaker, or maybe I am not, um, you know, ever going to be a spoken word poet, which by the way, I would love to be, I would love oh, if God would drop that gift in my lap. Jackie Hill Perry, people oh, like that, ooh. come on, mm. they're so good, so talented. I would love that, but no, that's not my gift. I don't have that I gift. Have and so, um, but what I can give are those things that he put in me. And so I feel like that for me has been probably the biggest journey. I mean, I'm a woman, I struggle with my body too. Um, and just and honestly watching Amber go through her journey and seeing the progress she's made like motivates me just on a you know on a personal level we talk a lot that she is great at that and can speak into women's life in that and I feel like um, when I see her doing it I think oh, I could do that too you know I can change my narrative too in a lot of different ways so I think that's probably the biggest way in the last few years. Mm-hmm. That's good and you know, just going back to what you said, Amber, about changing your narrative, 
that to me is always the first step. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about how important it is to identify the lie that we're believing, whatever that untruth is that we just accept, you know, we just internalize it. If we'll learn to identify what that is, like you said, that I always quit or whatever, then we can begin to change the behavior. And I think sometimes we try to go backwards where I'm going to change this behavior, but until we identify why we're, you know, acting that way to begin with, then the change will only last a short amount of time. It'll be temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, it won't be something that's permanent. I, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's so good. And, you know, Elena, when you were talking about the things that you discounted about yourself, I relate to that so much because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. Like I was an English teacher. I love grammar and editing that excites me. And that seems like such a stupid thing, but I've come to realize how many people want and need that in their lives. You know, I've worked with other writers who say, please help me with this. And so those things that just come so naturally to us that we just kind of discount, well, that's just part of who I am can really be a gift that can serve other people. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's all about changing that narrative. Well, I'm just a dork. You know, I can find mistakes on billboards all the time, you know, big loop, (laughs) but it can be a gift. It can be used. And so I, I love that you said that. Gosh, this has been so good. Um, okay, so I guess the last thing that I really want to to end with today is to ask both of you this question. Um, if you could look back to yourself from like 20 years ago, look at your you know, teenage self, your 20-year-old self, what would you say to her? What advice would you give to her, particularly about knowing who you are, about being comfortable in your own skin? Hmm. I, that's such a good question. Um, I think that I would tell my younger self to not wait so long to take ownership of my talents and gifts and dreams. And I know, again, that sounds so cheesy, but honestly, it's that whole thing that you were just saying of so often we discredit and we overlook the things that come naturally to us simply because they come naturally to us. The things that we're excited about, the things that get us to, you know, we could talk about for hours and never get tired of. (laughs) Um, I would tell myself to not wait so long to take ownership of those things. For so many years, I just, I sort of separated my spiritual life from my regular life. And I didn't even really have a creative life at that point, or I did, but I didn't acknowledge it. I just, you know, I thought I wasn't a creative person and just kind of like overlooked all these things that were life giving to me and exciting. And it turns out, same thing you said earlier, Alana, those are the the very things, like those are the actual key to the, to the art that I feel like I have to offer the world. And it just kind of took me taking ownership of those things and leaning into them and getting a little bit more intentional with them and trusting that there's value in that for other people too. That's good. I think um, just to say something different than Amber, because I think that would be something I'd say to my younger self is like, don't wait so long. Um, But I would also say that her success, whoever her is, whoever I was looking at, does not threaten your own success Mm. and who you want to be. I think when I was younger, it was, and it's, I think something that a lot of us struggled with is that we see other women who are doing these things that we want to do or who are, you know, such a great mom or such a great, you know, wife. and, And we compare ourselves to them. 
And I would just say like, you know, you're, you're great in your own right, just because she's super great at that thing, or she sews or whatever it is that she does. It doesn't mean that you're not great at whatever it is that you do. And if it's the same thing, then same, it, you know, like Amber and I had similar messages and um, similar audiences and her success doesn't threaten my success. In fact, we're stronger together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that would be one thing I would say. Yeah. So good. That is so good. I love that. And what I love about the fact that um, you together have this podcast is that you are telling other people who might be where you were those very things. You're, you're mentoring a whole other group of women, a group of moms um, to remind them of those things. Because I think that's so important for all of us is we need that community, whether it's actual people that we know in our real lives or just the community of voices that we listen to through podcasts or teachings or whatever um, to speak into us and to remind us of the truths that sometimes we don't initially know or that we ignore because it's more convenient for us. And so I love the fact that y'all are spreading that message. Yeah. Thanks. We, we love what we get to do together. Um, and we, you know, I just hope and pray every day that it, um, that somebody would listen and walk away being encouraged and inspired to step in to who they really are. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Well, ladies, thank y'all so much. I, like I said, I'm going to direct everybody to, um, the mom wants more podcast i'm going to let them know about your social media channels how to find y'all because y'all both are incredible to follow and to watch i love um following both of y'all so i'm just super honored that y'all came on the show and and thrilled with um all the things that we talked about today thank y'all so much thank you we're so honored this was a blast yeah thank you for all you're doing too jenny and the message you're spreading we we love it and support you 100 percent. so thank you so much And on that note, we are finishing up this season of the podcast. Thank you again to all of my guests, to all of the listeners. I'm super excited about how this first season went, and I can't wait for us to get started back in just a few short weeks. You guys pay attention on social media for the launch of season two, and I can't wait to see you then. I want to take a minute now to thank the sponsors of the In This Skin podcast. We're all concerned these days with the safety of the products we use, and my friends at Beauty Counter have made it their mission to get safe products into your hands. They prohibit the use of over 1,500 ingredients, and they advocate for transparency and regulation in the beauty industry. My friend Angie can get you everything you need. If you're tired of the same old gift ideas and you want a gift that's truly unique and completely customizable, then Christie's Custom Designs is what you're looking for. You can find gifts for all events, occasions, and holidays. You can get things like glass etched mugs and dishes, crocheted yarn art, bookmarks, stream catchers, monograms, vinyl decals. If you can think it, Christie can make it happen. Go to Christie's Custom Designs Facebook page, that's Christie with a K, and if you mention the In The Skin podcast, you'll receive half off any one item. Finally, I want to thank 312 Market. If you love all things sparkly, rusty, chippy, and boho beautiful in your home decor and everyday life, 312 Market is the place for you. They're a husband and wife team who have a passion for helping others and share a love of building, making, and creating. Many of their unique and one-of-a-kind pieces are handmade with reclaimed or salvaged materials. They're not just a business, they're a family that's called to love, help, and encourage others. Find their website at 312market.com 
or find them on social media at 312 Market. They would love to become friends and partners in making a difference in the world around us.